Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with
envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info for our show archive, my books, our montages, and more. It's all at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can sign up today. We have our beginning of the year special, $40 for the one-year subscription, all the digital books, a physical book, free shipping in the U.S., and access to the montages. With that access, you can download every single show and take it with you to listen at your leisure. I received probably five phone calls last night and uh, didn't do a show because my son was here. And uh, never do a show on Wednesday nights if my son's here or whenever he comes over. Usually it's on Wednesday. So did not do a show last night. Everything was okay. But I got like five phone calls last night. I got a call from my friend Jack. I got a call from uh, my friend Teresa up in Canada. I got a call from Clyde Lewis. Got a call from Joe Roop. Talked to some other people. And uh, I got a lot of messages from you as listeners asking me what I thought of what was happening what was going on in Washington and across the rest of the United States. And uh, it's like, I feel respected and I appreciate that people trust my opinion and appreciate and uh, trust my viewpoint. But it's like really difficult sometimes to have a viewpoint if you're invested in any kind of media when you're watching television or when you're watching things online or you're reading news articles, because even if you don't mean to do so, your viewpoint can be easily and is easily shaped by what you're watching and what you're reading, even if it's subconscious, even if you're just paying attention to all sides of the news, political sides, etc. Just because you uh, are reading this or watching it, it communicates like symbols due to the subconscious and you might start to believe something just because of the bias that is inherent in whatever point of view media you're watching and so you have to be very careful and so my viewpoint on what was happening yesterday could have easily been skewed by what I was watching the sources of information I was watching and what happened was at first there really wasn't coverage of it there was no like main mainstream news coverage of it um, I had my son, my little fox, my little homunculus, I call him. He's running around. I, I got him these little plastic, like uh, like in the ball pits at Chuck E. Cheese or something. I got him a couple bags of those for Christmas, and he's he's loving these things. So he dumped them out all over the floor. And I just came into my studio here to see what was on the news, what was going on. And uh, I didn't remember that there was a, a rally. I knew it was the 6th of January. I knew it was the day that the Electoral College votes were going to be confirmed or at least debated and then confirmed or perhaps rejected as some people were hoping and wanting to occur. Uh, I knew January 6th is the day of Epiphany. 
Christian celebration, celebrating the Magi attending the birth of Jesus and the birth of Jesus, God incarnate as man. So it's a very important holiday or holy day for Christians and some groups. So I was aware of all that, and I was flipping through the news, and I saw, oh, there's a, a rally in Washington. And so I kind of watched it. I flipped between, like, Infowars and, you know, people put up their own feeds online. And I was just kind of flipping through it. And it's like when I used to watch sports, which I don't watch sports anymore, but maybe some hockey on occasion, but ever since they stopped having fans, I haven't watched a single sport, sporting event at all. Uh, maybe for more than like a minute just to see what cardboard fans look like or something like that. So I don't really watch sports anymore. But when I would when I would watch sports, particularly when I was a kid, like in high school, I'd watch college football um, on the weekends or something. And I'd have like multiple games going on back and forth. And at some point, you know, you kind of get tired. You want to take a break. You go outside or you go get a snack and you come back and some big play happened, right? You know, some big play that you missed and now it's going to be like the top 10 on sports center and it's one of the top 10 plays of the year and you just kind of like damn i missed that i missed it live now i have to watch the replay of it it's different when it happens when you're watching it and so that's kind of what happened i was watching these protests and they i saw people posting twitter and social media images of the capitol police with barricades trying to hold these little metal barricades down as protesters were trying to remove them and trying to run past the police line at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. And I kind of walk away and I'm playing with my son and I get a cup of tea, get a snack and come back and it's like, oh, they they broke through the police line or the police stood down and retreated into the building. And by retreat, I don't necessarily mean they were running away. They just might have been given orders to back off. Who knows? So the police go away, and then I, as I come back, the police are gone. At least they're, they're off the main um, uh, area where the protesters were being prevented from going onto the steps of the Capitol. And then before I knew what happened, there's protesters at the door of the Capitol banging on the door, and there's people waving Gadsden flags and individual state flags like South Carolina, North Carolina for Trump. I saw some of those. People were waving really, it was really weird flags. Like I, I don't take political sides, but I, I definitely don't like the Trump supporters that have like Donald Trump flags or T-shirts where Trump's head is on some like Rambo body, you know, and he's got like a machine gun or something. I don't like that. I think that's just, it's just, it's too much. But people had, people had flags like that and they were waving them. If you watch the videos, right? And they're, they're getting up to the Capitol and moving closer and closer and the police kind of back off and there's a little little scuffle going on here and there and you watch you know some of the videos that people post to twitter or something and kind of get an idea from on the ground you know just it's really in those particular cases it's unbiased if it's just like a raw video of this is what's happening it's not necessarily an infowars feed or something from fox news or cnn and i was wondering if anybody else was watching this so i called my friend jack he he ended up he called me back but i called him first and i told him what was going on. I asked him if he had seen it and he said, no, I'm, I'm working right now and I, I haven't watched anything. So I told him what was going on and he said, just, you know, give me a call back if anything changes. So I, call, I called him back a couple times as stuff continued to happen. I was like, hey, look, they got past the police line. Hey, look, they're at the Capitol doors. Hey, look, this is what's, I just kind of kept him up to date, you know? And then I, I texted Clyde Lewis and this was, this was earlier in the morning. So Clyde had just gotten up 
because he's Pacific time over there in Portland. And uh, Clyde called me back a few minutes after that, and he was asking me what was going on because he hadn't seen anything yet, and he was trying to get, I think his TV was out still, and he was trying to get get, get, get something on the computer to watch what was going on. And so and long, long story short, I talked to him for a little bit and got off the phone. I called Jack back, and I'm just kind of watching this transpire. My son's playing in the background, and I'm watching protests, like people that are peacefully protesting or whatever. You can call it whatever. This isn't about taking sides and justifying one thing or another, although there are some interesting interesting parallels and interesting non-parallels with other kinds of riots and protests. But I'm watching this unfold, and then suddenly there's like broken glass and a video of people using like shields to break windows and jump into the Capitol building. And then there are like groups of people going through the Capitol building. There was from outside at the police line to inside the building, there's like tear gas. I think they were using tear gas or flashbang. They were using flashbangs for sure. Uh, They were using rubber bullets and people just kept marching and pushing through and got into the Capitol. And, and then I heard that the vice president, Mike Pence, had been evacuated and that all the press had been ushered into, like, the basement of the Capitol. And, of course, the press's point of view, uh, no matter how peaceful or how violent, for that matter, anything going on above them was, uh, the press's response, I saw some tweets and things like that where the press was like, this is what happens when you call us the enemy of the people for four years. And it's like, I'd counter that by saying, well, this is what happens when you lie for four years. This is what happens when you lie for decades. When you lie and you gaslight the public. When you turn peace into war and you turn war into peace. That's what happens. And uh, throughout history, what happens is a lot worse than being put into a basement by security for protection from a mob of angry Americans. Uh, That's probably the best case scenario. But they make it get out to be the worst case scenario. We had to go. We didn't even have water or snacks. We had to go into the basement. You know that kind of mentality. And then they they're like ushering, ushering out like congressmen and senators because it was a joint session uh, to debate and to argue uh, whether to accept the electoral college votes from certain states like Arizona. I think it was like right after Ted Cruz spoke or something. There's another guy I can't really stand, but Ted Cruz spoke and he rejected the Arizona votes. So there's like. Vice President Pence is, is evacuated, and then the the press is put into the basement, I read. I don't know how exactly this all transpired. I mean, there's so much so much coverage of this from all angles um, after the fact when things started to get really intense. And then they removed Congress uh, repre- representatives, congressmen, congresswomen, senators. They evacuate into the tunnels or wherever they go. And then you see people from, you know, the streets who are now in like, they're in the offices at the Capitol building. They're in Nancy Pelosi's office. Of course, that story got a lot of attention. Um, you know, the, the red ink on the manila folder that said, we will not back down. And the media says, that's a violent threat. It's like, well, you could interpret it that way, sure. But it's also like, we won't back down. We won't give up. We'll continue to fight for what we believe in. You know, everything that happened yesterday and everything that happened even the night before with Antifa once again attacking physically while police stood down in some of the videos that I saw, attacking people, Trump supporters or just others that don't agree with them. And that that's the thing that never really 
never really, uh, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me. That's one thing that really never made sense to me, how people that have a certain point of view, and I'm not talking about people that are paid or organized, just people that have a certain point of view, they are threatened not only by people who have a different point of view, but they're threatened by people who have no point of view. Which is interesting because people who have no point of view really don't care one way or another if you, as you know, your, whatever your side is that you represent, they don't really care if you win or lose. They just don't care. They just want to be left alone, you know? They want to like, they want to go out to eat and they want to play games and smoke some weed and watch a TV show and, you know, that's, they go to work and come home. That's pretty much about it. They don't really have a cause they fight for, but those people are as much of a threat, if not more of a threat, to strict arbitrary biases. Uh, primarily, I think, in my view, speaking psychologically, is that the if I have a certain point of view and I look at someone who I know has an opposite point of view, I know they have the opposite point of view. I know what they represent. But someone who is kind of neutral, I can't really put my finger on what they are, who they are. So I don't know what their faults are. I don't know what my arguments should be. So they're more violent, it would seem, in, in, in my experience, as violent or more violent towards people who don't take a side because those people can be swayed, which shows you the lack of consciousness, in my view, of people on either side of any political argument in, 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 in trying to recruit others to their cause because if someone is neutral, like make a good argument for why they should join your cause, not physically assault them because they aren't putting their fist in the air in the same revolutionary way and they aren't chanting the same slogans that they were, you know, that were sent to their email and they printed out on little signs at, at, at Staples or home, uh, Office Depot or something, right? So that's weird. And so you started hearing these reports of like, and, and I, so I called Jack, my friend and co-host Jack, and I said, I said, I don't know, they're in the Capitol. There are people like physically fighting with Capitol Police, um, with federal agents. They The Pentagon, I guess, denied a request to send in the National Guard, and then the vice president just said, well, I don't care, send them in anyway, and gave the order. So there's like National Guard troops moving in, uh, people fighting with police in the building. And as I'm watching all this unfold, you know, other than thinking, well, I kind of wish I was there to watch this firsthand. Like, I would love to see this firsthand and document it firsthand. But I was also thinking... As this was all going down, I called Jack. I thought, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people that broke into the Capitol were not agent provocateurs, and they don't necessarily have to be Antifa. And it's like, as soon as you have that idea, it's immediately, nope, it's a conspiracy theory. Nope, that's ludicrous. Nope, that doesn't happen. Nope, there's no such thing. Well, it's like, it's just a theory, okay? And then we can identify who did this, and then we can determine who's to blame and who's responsible. Um, if it's Antifa, it doesn't even mean that Antifa as an organization was responsible for it. It means Antifa thugs were responsible for breaking into the building. In the same way that people are calling for Trump to be exiled, people are calling for Trump to be removed from office, saying that he incited a riot, that he told people to go to the Capitol and to do this. It's like, no, there were there were Stop the Steal protests, and he told his supporters that he's fighting for them and he'll be there. He gave a speech even, you know, before this whole thing happened. And there have been weeks, like weeks, you know, when the election was, it was months ago. There's been weeks and weeks and weeks of peaceful demonstrations of 
pr- predominantly Trump supporters, but there are people I know that are like me and maybe like some of you who you're not a Trump supporter, but you realize what Joe Biden is. You realize the, 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 the foreign interference with China and other other things that are related to this and you don't support it and you, you stand for the rule of law. So you might go to something like a rally and there's not been a single day of any form of, of violence or anything that even remotely could be defined as insurrection. Nothing that could be defined as sedition. And yet Joe Biden called it insurrection. There are articles all over the web today, this morning, about sedition and how the capital breach, as they called it, was a a textbook example, according to the Detroit Free Press and the USA Today, according to legal expert, uh, illegal experts, that it's 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 sedition. It's sedition, and it's like, well, if you read the definition of sedition, I pulled up the legal definition from Cornell Law School, uh, U.S. Code Title eighteen, U.S. Code two three eight four. I know it's amazing you can just find this stuff and not actually listen to what the media tells you. You can just find it for yourself. But you're not a lawyer, Ryan. Well, this is what lawyers study, so I think it's the same, it has the same effect. So the USA Today, they published this story about sedition. And this is the definition of sedition under Code 2384, U.S. Code 2384, Title 18, uh, Section 2384. Here's what it says. If two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, or to levy war against them, or to oppose by force the authority thereof, or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States, or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States, contrary to the authority thereof, they shall each be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than twenty years, or both." So, first of all, under Title 18, U.S. Code, Section 2384, seditious conspiracy is what the USA Today and others are quoting as what should be used to prosecute these people that broke into the Capitol. But you'd have to do a lot more than just simply throw this, this uh, you know, U.S. Code out there. You'd have to define it, as we just have. And they're talking about seditious conspiracy uh did these people conspire to do this they didn't conspire no they've been for months protesting the stop the steal protests and others and there's not there's never been anything like this i mean there were militia people in michigan um there were definitely antifa was responsible for the calls to uh, kidnap the michigan governor who should be impeached and i think there were articles of impeachment drafted uh, by the Michigan State Legislature because of what the governor did in violation of the federal constitution, the law of the land. Uh, same with Cuomo here in New York, although there's definitely no impeachment proceedings for him. So this is to conspire to overthrow, put down, to destroy by force the government of the United States. Well, that's not what anybody was doing. Now, you can say, well, they were violent, they attacked police, they broke windows. Well, okay. Um, the bottom line is, no matter what the law is, People that prosecute and judges and rig juries and kangaroo courts, um, they'll get the results that the status quo wants, regardless of what the law is. You have a right to defend yourself. That doesn't mean that people don't go to jail for committing acts of self-defense. 
you do not have a right to steal from people, but that doesn't mean that people who defend their property from theft don't go to jail for defending their property from theft, you know? And the other thing that is very, very strange is that not only do these, these uh, newspapers kind of misquote what the federal law is, which is just like with mask mandates and all that, but then they, they also claim, and they throw these words around seditious and insurrection, like you know the average person thinks, oh, those are big words. I don't know what they mean. But they also say things, well, I mean, from politicians uh, to media people to just random people that are really upset because you know Trump supporters for the first time in four years did something that was more than a peaceful demonstration, which is you know kind of out of character for large gatherings of Trump supporters from what I've seen. But nevertheless, it, it's also really weird, like they want to invoke the 25th Amendment. Did you hear that? I mean, Trump is, unless I'm doing the math wrong, the guy's out of office in like, what, uh, a couple of weeks, right? And But they're like, no, we need to invoke the 25th Amendment now. That if the president is unable to do his job, the vice president becomes president. I mean, wh- why would they want to invoke that now? Maybe because they would like to disable the chances of Trump running again in 2024 um, from further criminal investigation into the election fraud, like to just totally prevent Trump or his base or anybody that supports his ideologies from ever getting to the White House again. I don't. That's just a. Why would you invoke the 25th Amendment now? Is it just talk? Is it just rhetoric? Or is there something more? I don't know. But I want to share my views with you tonight on the show. Uh, the big thing is, all this is very predictable. The gaslighting's predictable. The actions are predictable. You can pretty much put the words in the mouth of the mainstream media how they were going to react to this. Um, and it took a while. And then, you know, when the, this was happening at the Capitol, and then the mainstream media started reporting on it, and they were like, rioters at the Capitol, seditious thugs, terrorists. It's just like, well, that was predictable. That's not really a surprising thing. But we're going to get into all this when we come back right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Tonight's broadcast, I've actually had this show named for a while. It's called Liberty Shrugged. Subtitle of the show tonight, Capital with an O, Capital Punishment. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. For all of you who supported The Secret Teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the Ox, and the year of Revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. 
you get the archive montages digital books and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. On The Secret Teachings, we use history and anthropology, magic and esotericism, and even a little bit of nutrition and comedy mixed with some great guests to examine our world and beyond. For 10 years, we've used occultism and symbols to bring you a unique and objective look at the past, present, and future. Join us by tuning in Monday through Friday to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, exclusively new right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info. Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Liberty Shrugged, Capital Punishment. That's tonight's show right here on The Fringe. 
politically speaking, you have people on the left that want protesters in Washington from the 6th of January to be tried for seditious conspiracy, Title 18, U.S. Code 2384. Joe Biden said the same thing. It's sedition. It's insurrection. It's violence is what they're doing at the Capitol. And then you have others that are also on the left-leaning side of the political spectrum, and they want the 25th Amendment to be invoked so that they can oust President Trump and install Vice President Pence. So for the supporters of Trump, they want sedition charges, and for the president, they want him to be removed from office for being unfit to serve and be disqualified from running again in four years. Now, on the other side of the political spectrum, you have people calling for the enactment of the Insurrection Act. Now, for those of you who don't know what the Insurrection Act is, the Insurrection Act, which was deployed a couple of times in the 20th century, probably the most famous was uh, Dwight Eisenhower, sent the 101st Airborne Division to enforce uh, desegregation of public schools in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's probably one of the most famous cases. I think you even learn about that in like basic U.S. history class. Uh, but so you have the Insurrection Act, which was signed in 1807, and it was signed by President Thomas Jefferson. And it was based on a story about a guy named Aaron Burr who had plotted to raise an army and establish his own like little empire or dynasty either in Mexico or the Louisiana Territory. He was a revolutionary, a revolutionary war officer, and he was a senator from New York, so he was in politics, and he served as Thomas Jefferson's uh, vice president in Jefferson's first term, um, except he wanted to, you know, he wanted to be president, he wanted to be in charge, and in 1804, a lot of people don't know this, 1804, although it's a, you know, it's a big historical story, especially for people who like Hamilton, it was actually Aaron Burr, who, who had been vice president, who in a duel with his rival Alexander Hamilton, also from New York, uh, killed Alexander Hamilton in this duel. And so the story is that Thomas Jefferson signed the Insurrection Act to uh, to stop Burr, although he was never arrested or tried for Hamilton's murder, uh, it totally ended his political career. And so, what he decided to do was he decided to go west and uh, into the newly acquired Louisiana Territory or into parts of Mexico and uh, gather up an army. Uh, he wanted a General James Wilkinson, co- commander of the U.S. Army, first governor of the Louisiana Territory to be his commander of his military. Um, But rumors of the plot leaked to the newspapers, and uh, Wilkinson basically stabbed Burr in the back, and he goes and sends a letter in 1806 to Thomas Jefferson. And so Jefferson and uh, Secretary of State James Madison, who's a really cool historical figure if you read about Madison, very, very brilliant uh, brilliant guy, probably my favorite uh, Revolutionary War period uh, or post-Revolutionary War period uh, uh, character. I like James Madison a lot. Secretary of State James Madison, and they was asking if you know the Constitution allowed him to have authority to deploy the army to stop this rebellion. 
And Madison, who was a very, very strict constitutionalist, like he, I, I share views with Madison in a lot of ways. I, that's why I like James Madison so much as a historical figure. But James Madison said, no, you, you do not have the authority to send regular troops to be employed under any, quote, legal provision, uh, including insurrections, um, unless there is some expedition having foreign countries for the object. So you don't have the power to do this, uh, Mr. Jefferson. So although Jefferson was also a strict interpreter of the Constitution, they needed to have some other means by which to shut down this, what ultimately was a rebellion, and so Jefferson signs the Insurrection Act in 1807. So politically today, you have the right that once the Insurrection Act to be enacted, that would allow for the military to step in and restore order. And you have the other side, the left, of the political spectrum in the United States wanting seditious charges to be brought against Trump supporters and the 25th Amendment to be enacted against the president Donald Trump, and you have others like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who want lists to be made, like she's Santa Claus or something, she wants to check them twice, of all Trump supporters, predominantly people with political power, but of Trump supporters to be prosecuted. And here's the thing, this, this is not something that we really, we don't do this here in the United States of America. Uh, we don't jail political rivals. We don't kill people we disagree with, politically speaking. I mean, do these things happen? Yeah, but principally, the foundation of this country is not founded on that. Now, you can argue, and I would make the argument with you, that, yeah, the, the entire country was founded on treason. The Declaration of Independence was an act of treason. All the men who signed it were traitors, every single one of them, and had the Revolutionary War been lost and had the British won officially, anyone who had opposed the crown, well, at least most of them, maybe not everybody would have been, but most of them, they would have been hanged. They would have had their intestines ripped out. They would have been burned alive like, the crown had little tolerance for any kind of any kind of pushback to its power and these were typical things that were done in the uh the 18th century so one side wants sedition charges one side wants the 25th amendment to disqualify the president one side wants lists to be made to go after trump supporters and all of that you know, based on what media has told you for the last four years. And then the other side wants the Insurrection Act to be enacted to, you know, establish peace again. But I don't think it's like you enact the Insurrection Act and suddenly there's peace. Like, obviously, that's not what happens. And this isn't something that we, we sh in my view, we shouldn't be doing this in the United States. You know what this makes us look like? It makes us look like a joke. It makes us look weak. It makes us look vulnerable. And that's exactly what countries like China want. And that's why China, last night and today, in their state press, and you see it on social media, they're, they're laughing. They think it's hilarious. 
uh, they were making comments about how the media calls this sedition or calls this insurrection, and yet they call the Hong Kong protests something that they support. Like, well, our media, for the most part, didn't support it, but, you know, the country as a whole supported the Hong Kong protests, right, where they were waving American flags as opposed to the communists in, like, Portland waving communist flags. You know, a little bit of a disconnect when Hong Kong protesters have American flags and American protesters have communist flags. But that's a separate subject. And when you're looking at, you're looking at this contrast, the Chinese government, they were, they were, they were just like applauding this. They were, it, was, it was entertainment for them. Because you have a country divided among very, very harsh political lines. And in my view, one major reason for that is the media. And so rather than speaking in buzz, buzzwords, buzz statements and rhetoric, we, we have to look deeper if we want to have an understanding. Like the, the press has been called the enemy of the people. And the bottom line is, if the press is dishonest, if the press is lying, if the press is gaslighting, if the press is being intentionally misleading, then yes, they are an enemy of the people. But the idea is, since we live in this great country, the press as a fourth branch of government, in a sense, that's supposed to check and balance the other branches of government, the judicial, the legislative, and the executive, that the press is supposed to be impartial, the press is supposed to be unbiased, unbigoted, it's supposed to present the American public with information like uh, Walter Cronkite style, right? It's supposed to be like, you know, you're a fatherly, grandfatherly-like figure on the news at night, giving you information and giving it to you in an unbiased way to tell you what's going on and letting you decide for yourself. Idealistically, that's how it would work, but that's not what happens, and so since that's not what happens and it's just out of control, the, the deception and the lying and the foreign interference, you talk about foreign interference in elections, how about foreign interference in, in media, just propaganda and the lack of journalistic integrity, if you can even call it journalistic integrity, the, the lack of just integrity in general, these, a lot of these people aren't even journalists, then yes, you, you are an enemy of the American people when you are lying to them. You are an enemy of the American people when you are manipulating them. And as far as I'm concerned, CNN, Fox News, and all of them, left and right, I think those people should be tried under seditious conspiracy. Really. I think they should be charged with sedition because they've conspired for long enough to do many of the things in Title 18, Section U.S. Code, Section 2384. They have waged war against American Ideals. They have waged war against the positive components of the American government. They have violated and, uh, I think, prohibited an understanding of the law. They have lied and deceived and have been responsible for people dying. Uh, you can argue one way or another I just I think that you can I think that you can try them but you know what the thing here's the thing there may be some people that are maybe more left-leaning that would also argue like sure that's true but I think that you could also uh, as 
you know, as a Democrat uh, who may, maybe you support Joe Biden, they probably think the same thing. They probably think, well, why doesn't Joe Biden, when he get in office, just immediately enact the Insurrection Act and round up all the Trump supporters? And see, that's that's not what the Insurrection Act was meant to do. That's not what seditious conspiracy um, in, in U.S. Code Title 18, Section 2384, that's not what... It's not what it was meant to do. It's not meant to round up your political opponents. It's not meant to stop, you know, like a truly fair election. It's not, it's like, this isn't what we do in the United States of America. That's what makes it a, generally speaking, better place to live than most of the rest of the world. But see, the other problem is not the media, it's the educational system. And when you don't teach kids civics and you don't teach them that they already have human innate birthed god-given rights then they go protest and demand that they have rights that they already have and this is the very malicious nature of the system that we live in where someone believes they have no right and so they go protest to obtain this right And people like myself get a little upset because we're like, dude, you already have that right. But they don't know that and others won't recognize it, so they feel like they don't have that right. So they go protest, they demand. And then when people come to their aid and say, well, we'll get you that right. Don't worry, we'll get you the right that you want. Just sign this paper. And when they sign the paper, they're signing away the right that they did have, that they didn't think they have, and now they don't have it, but they think they have it. I mean, that's really, in my view, what's going on. Like, there are people... I can just give you an example from the place that I work part-time. A lot of them are communists. They don't even necessarily know they're communists. They think communism is liberalism. Like they don't even, some of them have never even heard of the word communism, which is baffling to me because they're they're ideological Marxists. But we, and that's not, that doesn't, doesn't mean that they're not nice people, but it's just, it's just bizarre. And because I don't agree with them, of course, you know, I'm an enemy even if I'm not, you know, they think I'm a Trump supporter, even though I'm not, I'm not a Trump supporter either. Oh, you must be because you don't agree with us. And that's that dangerous thing again. But you have people that think that women have no rights. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean women have no rights? Yeah, women have rights. You, all, we, all, we all have rights. Like, they're God-given. And that doesn't mean God in a religious sense. That means, like, you're born with them. It means that if we understand this, nobody can ever take them away from us. They're written down to preserve and protect them, not to grant them and to remove them as privileges when there's a virus or when there's threat of a virus or a foreign invasion or an alien invasion or whatever it might be. They're there. You always have them. You have them. You just have to exercise them. That doesn't mean because they're written down that someone just reads it and says, oh, well, you have this right. I won't bother you. No. People violate the law every day. People do things that are immoral and unethical every day. But what you do have is you have legal recourse. And in fact, if anything, when you think about women's rights or you think about like minorities, which is a weird word because in cities like I live in Bloomfield, New York, but I used to live in Rochester down the street. And in the city of Rochester, I'm a minority. But I say that to people and, you know, it's, it's racist. It's like, no, in the city of Rochester, I am a minority and white police officers are a minority. Yet you have white people demonstrating to in the careers of black police officers and, you know, Asian and Hispanic police officers predominantly. They're predominantly not white in the city of Rochester and the city's not white. 
you know, most major cities like Houston is not a white city. Houston is predominantly minority, but white people then would be a minority and it's just, they define minority differently. So when you go into the minutia of this, it's like you have rights. You just have to be aware of those rights. You have to fight for those rights because if you don't, people are going to come along and they're going to convince you that you have to give up what you do have or they're going to convince you to do things that, and that's the key word, they have to convince you to do things that you otherwise wouldn't do because you just, you know, like, that's not right. But they'll trick you and convince you to do it because, well, they're liars. And uh, I, I think that, um, I think I might have mentioned this, but, you know, I had been fired from my job like four times <laughs> and I'm still working there now. It's kind of, kind of like the office, like, through some glitch in the pay system, you know, he, he still gets paid. They just annexed him in the basement, you know. What was that? I forget that guy's name in that movie. He had the red stapler, the swing line stapler. So that's kind of how I am. They kind of annex me to like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I've been fired multiple times. But through some glitch in the pay system, I still get paid, <laughs> something like that. But uh, I was asked to put together the legality, like the legal information about masks and social distancing and all that stuff. And I put it together, and it's like, this is the federal law, this is state law, and this is like, you know, there's other stuff there I included. And people's response to my email was, it doesn't matter, it's still a law to wear a mask. And it's like, you really do not understand even the law that you're misquoting, which is an executive order, or it's like U.S. state um, health code from the health department, um, a lot of this stuff is recommendation. A lot of it is, most of it's not enforceable. Uh, but uh, most of what they're quoting as a law is not a law. And yet the federal law, like ADA, for example, they're just totally ignoring the federal law. And they're like, no, it's a law, it's a law, it's a law. But they don't actually know anything about the law. They don't know anything about, you know, the, the, the basic components of a system of checks and balances. I mean, I know people that are that that will still say things to me like, well, and, and they kind of agree in terms of how I see the world. And they're like, well, I don't think we should have an electoral college. I think we should, you know, let the popular vote decide. It's like, no, you can't do that. Well, why? It's unfair. And that's what, you know, that's what the left wants to get rid of the electoral college. Why? Well, unless, you know, like Hillary Clinton said, she's going to use the electoral college to help certify Biden. But then they don't want to have it if they lose. If they win, it's okay. But if they lose, it's not okay. I mean, it's like poor, just little whiny crybaby Classic liberal tears. And those people are the ones that have been predominantly responsible for the, the mass amounts of violence and protesting and rioting and ripping down statues and burning buildings and attacking people and stabbing people. And, 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 and it just goes on and on and on. But those are all called peaceful protests. And then months of peaceful protests that culminate in people walking into the Capitol, whether it was from agent provocateurs or not, that's called riots. And we have to try them first edition and impeach the president although he has like two and a half weeks left or something like what doesn't anybody think like that's bizarre but no it's just like the electoral college if you win the electoral college is fine but if you lose the electoral college needs to be done away with because it's unfair it's just like really petty childlike behavior is what it is and it shows the level of of consciousness or the lack thereof consciousness and the people that are acting like this and just the lack of really morality and ethics because they'll do anything to win, anything to get power, anything. 
anything. It doesn't matter. They'll do anything to get power. It doesn't matter who they hurt. It doesn't matter what they hurt. And so for four years, rather than accepting an election, the left-leaning political classes, if you will, have done everything except assassinate the president. Socially, politically, they've assassinated him. They've gone after supporters, beaten people, killed people, attacked people, had fake investigations, spent hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money, all to create this illusion. And it's like, why? Because even if this guy said grab somebody by the pussy, even if they're building a wall, I don't agree with that. A lot, so much from the the call from the Ukraine, which was actually something Joe Biden did on video, to the call a few days ago about the election in Georgia, and Trump's like, "We'll find the other votes." It's like he wasn't asking to find the votes so that he won. He they, they were asking to find the votes that were not counted or to discredit the votes that were illegitimate. Like it's just out of context, and these people don't care. Um, it's like people were saying after what happened last night. Well, it doesn't really matter what's happening. Just arrest these people, put them in jail, shoot them, kill them. It's like, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? What do you? And and people have, I mean, I saw these things on Twitter. It's on mainstream media. They're like, you can't compare. Don't you dare compare the protests in, in all the major cities from Black Lives Matter to, you know, to what happened in Washington. This is two. These are two different things. Like for example, this is a Joy Reid. Uh, an MSNBC anchor. Here's what she said about it. She said something to the effect of like, you know, if this were Black Lives Matter, they'd have killed these people. They'd have killed them all. They own the president. They own the White House. They own this country. And so when you think you own it, you own the place, you ain't afraid of the police because the police are you and the police reflect back to them. We're with you. You're good. We're not going to hurt you because you're not them. Guarantee you, if that was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C., there would already be people shackled, arrested, or dead. Oh, shackled. So they did kill a woman. They did kill a woman. A, I think it was an Air Force veteran. The police shot and killed a white Trump supporter. So they did kill somebody um, in cold blood on video. Just shot her. You can watch the video if you're into snuff films. Uh, Twitter pulled that immediately. And so this Joyce Reed is like, oh, no, they own the white people. They own the White House. They own, really? They own all that stuff? Because in most major U.S. cities, uh, white people are not the majority. It's predominantly black. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever actually met a racist, like a true racist individual. Well, I guess that's not true. I have people like Joy Reed. Uh, there's a hardcore racist for you right there. Making everything, ma- making a fight for the principles of liberty and issue of race, saying that if you stand for the Constitution, it doesn't matter what you think about election fraud, but if you stand for the principles of the Constitution, you believe in a right to protest, if you go protest and get associated with a group of violent people, they say, well, that's because they're white. Like, did you not see all the, all the black people there? And what about the women there? Don't the women have a right to protest too? Or does it only matter if they're black women? Or it only matters if they're women if all men are bad? But then sometimes black men are okay if they're George Floyd, if they're on fentanyl, or if they're half naked or fully naked on PCP running down the street in Rochester, New York, right? That's, that's okay. A black guy like that on drugs is okay. But if a black guy 
was to do something, depending on the context, to a white woman, then the white woman or the black woman, then the women are more important. It's just like this is all racial and sexual and identification. Where's the focus on the principles of God-given liberty that protect all people? It doesn't matter if you're Joy Reed or if you're the lady, I think her name was Ashley, spelled a little differently, who was shot at the Capitol or you're a Trump supporter, Biden supporter, or you're kind of neutral like I am, you're protected, period. The other thing I disagree with very strongly is like uh, uh, the country was founded on these types of actions. And when you've had the last four years to watch Black Lives Matter burn down buildings and rip down statues and socially, like just publicly say, our goal is to destroy the family. And when you have black communities that have been decimated by that already, and Black Lives Matter takes that down from their site and puts it up on a secondary site and claims they never did it, and they perform these weird black magic rituals. We've done shows on that. Uh, it's very, very, very strange. I did a show called Black, Ma- uh, Black Magic Matters. You can find in the archive at thesecretteachings.info if you're interested in the details of that. Patrice Coolers, the one of the founders, so-called of Black Lives Matter, who calls herself a Marxist. You have these people that have done nothing but riot, and CNN says it's a peaceful protest, and then you've had nothing but peaceful protest that they say is violent because some people broke some windows and broke into the Capitol. I mean, ultimately, people kind of have a, a, a responsibility, right? They have a responsibility and and a duty even to not just protest, but to defend their liberty when it is at, at risk. They have a right and they have a duty to alter or abolish any government that does not secure our unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, in the Declaration of Independence, which was signed as an act of uh, basically sedition, an act of insurrection, an act of uh, signed by traitors who committed treason. And, uh, you know, they, they try to compare what happened with Black Lives Matter to these protests, and some say, well, look, not the same thing because these people broke into the Capitol and Black Lives Matter just protested in the streets. It's like, no, it's, it's, a, diff- it's a different thing. Uh, one, Black Lives Matter ripped down businesses in black communities. Uh, these people went to the Capitol and demanded action for the criminality of the election. So those are two big things. The Trump supporters were fighting for something they believed in the Black Lives Matter people on average were fighting for something they think they believe in, but what ultimately is a mon- monstrous lie uh, when most of the cops in most major cities are not white. And yet you have these racists that are black and white calling to abolish the careers of black police officers uh, because a guy took fentanyl and basically killed himself. Uh, and that's on video, but you're not allowed to watch the video. You know, you're not allowed to watch the video of the Capitol Police shooting this woman and killing her. That's not allowed. Uh, There's a difference between the blood spilt throughout any period of history. You know, when you watch blood get spilled, when you read about war and revolution, when blood is spilled to erect a tyranny 
It's different when blood is spilled to erect liberty. Uh, And the founders of this country, who were all traitors and committed treason, they, against their leisure and money and lives and everything else, fought for what they believed in to establish a more fair and equal ground for people uh, to uh, come and to establish a new life. And there are many things that could be said about this that goes beyond the general, uh, but blood spilled to establish liberty is different than blood spilled to erect a tyranny. Uh, I think that needs to be said. And uh, there's a lot more to be said on the other side of this this break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in Fringe News. Check out the Rogie Report News here on The Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! For all of you who supported The Secret Teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the ox, and the year of revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. 
you'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Hi, this is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Tonight, Liberty Shrugged. We have a lot of people on the left side of the political spectrum who want to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove a sitting president for being unfit for office with only a few weeks left in his term a left, politically speaking, on the spectrum that wants to invoke sedition charges against anyone who was at the Capitol on the 6th of January when massive protests led to a storming of the Capitol. At least that's what it was called, a storming of the Capitol, where one lady named Ashley was shot and killed by police. And she really wasn't doing anything different than anyone else was doing. And these protests, I think, are probably in the same category of, what was it CNN called it? Mostly peaceful. They were mostly peaceful. And uh, it's really a matter of uh, perspective and your own bias as per what you saw on the 6th of January but this is what we know. We know that, politically speaking, the left wants to invoke the 25th Amendment. They don't want the president to even be eligible for a second term if he was to run again. In four years, they want to have lists to go after any Trump supporters, anybody who believes in the principles of the Constitutional Republic. But not only do they want to have people prosecuted for sedition, 
U.S. Title 18, U.S. Code 2384, seditious conspiracy, they themselves are guilty of seditious conspiracy in more ways than one. But the other thing is, on the political right, they wish to have the Insurrection Act, which was signed by Thomas Jefferson in 1807, they wish to have this act enacted against their political opposition. So on the left and on the right, we have people calling for this type of action. And it doesn't necessarily matter who's right, who's wrong, etc. When peace is made into war, and war is made into peace, and agent provocateurs and instigators, I'm not sure what happened on the 6th of January last night. I'm not sure. I was not there, so I don't know. But when you have instigators, when you have agent provocateurs, and when you have a lying, corrupt media, for the most part, it's hard to tell who, as an individual, is guilty. And therefore, we make these very broad, generalized condemnations about political opponents and about those we perceive as political opponents, like the ones I was talking about earlier, those of us who don't really agree with either side. And we would like to take a more neutral approach, maybe a more libertarian-based approach or a more peaceful approach. And that is seen as worse than opposition by any side because they cannot identify exactly what it is that we believe. So we become more of a threat than their political opposition. And I think the same is true for any country who has multiple political parties in any system of democratic election. But this is the mob rule, is it not? The mob rule that so many people want. They love democracy so much. They love mob rule. That's what democracy is. And they don't care so much about the republic. They say the democracy is what's important. They don't know that a republic preserves a democracy. They would just like the democracy and not the republic because it gives them absolute power, which corrupts absolutely. So as a result of this, we make these broad, generalized condemnations of political opponents. We want to see them jailed. We even maybe want to see them executed. Some people are rabid, like they are hysterical. And while the United States festers with internal conflict and fighting, countries like China look at what's happening and literally laugh as they draw further plans to overtake the country in more ways than one, not just politically. Meanwhile, Liberty shrugs at the offenses that have been made in her name and the offenses that have been made despite her name. And all of the functional components of our governing system are blamed for their violations. Law and order is blamed for the lack of law and order. And those of us who choose to think for ourselves are slapped in the face by both the left and right. It's kind of like if two people ganged up on you and they started physically assaulting you, beating you down, punching you, get you on the ground, they start kicking you, trying to knock your teeth out or something. And 
one person just kind of backs off and they're like, all right, I think he's had enough. And the other person just keeps kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking. And, and the, the, you know, their, their friends like, Hey, I think he's had enough. Just stop. You're going to kill him. And, you know, you start fighting back against the one person. It, it doesn't mean you're on the other person's side. You're just defending yourself as best as you can. You know, I kind of, I kind of, I told this silly story, this ridiculous analogy of like, if you ordered an Uber, right, and uh, maybe maybe two cars showed up, and one car, there's somebody in it driving the car with a red shirt on, and they're saying, hey, you know, I've got some water in the back, and there's some snacks back there. Where would you like me to take you? And then there's another car that pulls up, and this guy's got a knife, and he says, get in the car. I'm taking you to wherever you want to go, and then I'm going to stab you to death when you get there. And you're like, I think I'm going to get in the car with the guy who's got the snacks, who's going to drive me to my destination, not the guy who has a knife that wants to slit my throat once I get there. And then they call you racist or they say that, well, you must be a conservative. It's like, nah, I just, I'm going to defend myself where defending needs to be had. How about that? And I'm going to look at things as unbiasedly as possible, if that is possible. And one of the things I noticed was that the USA Today and other newspapers, they reported and this is the disingenuousness and the dishonesty of any kind of media. I mean, I don't care if it's alternative, independent YouTube media. It's just the dishonesty of media is, it's not even media really, right? It's just the dishonesty of human beings that refuse to act morally or with any ethical code, what their journalistic integrity, if it's journalism. This is the USA Today this morning. D.C. updates, four dead, 52 arrested, 14 police officers injured after pro-Trump rioters breached U.S. Capitol. Okay, well, you could also say four dead, 52 arrested, 14 police officers injured after the sun rose yesterday. And that would be an accurate statement. Would it mean that the sun was responsible for four people being killed? Or 52 people being arrested? No, but injured after pro-Trump rioters breach Capitol. FBI opens investigation. And, and you read it, and it's just this disingenuous fraud. And then you, you look at the article, and they're like, yeah, well, four people died. Three people died of emergency medical conditions. So Capitol Police shot a woman, and then three other people, two men and one woman, died in, quote, separate medical emergencies. They didn't die because pro-Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. They died because they had medical emergencies. I mean, that could be a number of things. They could have had a heart attack. They could have died of, uh, you know, anything. If it was hot, they could have died of heat stroke. They could have been trampled to death. But anything that can be linked to pro-Trump rioters, okay, if they were pro-Trump rioters, what's, I, as far as I see it, like, what's, what's the big deal at this point? Haven't you just, hasn't one side gotten to riot? Shouldn't it be equal for the other side to riot? Not that this was even a riot. But what is a riot is the, is the com- comedy of this. Four people dead. That's not comical, is it? But it's comical how... Deceptive media is to suggest four people died, pro-Trump rioters. It's like, yeah, three people died from having medical emergencies, heart attacks. You know, I don't know how they died, but those are the kinds of things. How people, that's, that's how people died. And, and it says this in the article from the USA Today. Thousands of rioters gathered at the National Mall to protest the election results. No, 
Thousands of protesters gathered at the National Mall to protest the election results. You see how the usage of words so crafty? Thousands of rioters gathered at the National Mall to protest the election. How, how, how do rioters gather? You don't gather in a riot to protest. You gather in protest and it turns into a riot. It says at a campaign-style rally, so now it's also it's a riot, it's a protest, and it's a rally. About an hour before the mob broke through police lines in the Capitol, Trump had urged them to go to the building. Yeah, he did urge them to go to the building. He didn't say go to the building and rip senators out of their seats, did he? Did, is there video or audio of that? Just less and less honesty, more disingenuousness as the article continues. Four dead after pro-Trump rioters breached Capitol. Trump urged them to go there. All true statements. All true statements. Four dead after the sun rose. It doesn't mean the sun killed them. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. And then if you say that, oh, you must be a Trump supporter. And then you've got China just laughing about it and thinking it's funny. So I paid attention to all this. I had quite a few people, both listeners of the broadcast, uh, Harley Price, I think Harley. I think Harley lives in Texas. So big shout out to Harley. I know he's a longtime listener in Texas. Uh, other listeners that had emailed me last night. Uh, Joseph Lavelle emailed me again. Uh, a couple of the people emailed me, but it was in relation to other stuff. But uh, Har- Harley Price said, "I don't know about you, but I find the bigger issue in today's event to be the fact that those charged with guarding and securing the Congress and the Capitol building could not even manage to guard two freaking doors." These are also the people who are responsible for our safety. Has no one thought of this? Plus, the door that I saw opened outwards. It is not very easy to break into a door that opens out. I just don't get it. That's that's an interesting point. Uh, and then he sent me a picture. So thank you for that email, Harley. And then Joseph Lavelle sent me a message. Um, yeah, yeah, this message Joseph sent me. This is interesting. Clyde Lewis was talking about this on his show last night. I, I talked to him like a half hour, 45 minutes yesterday when this was all going down. And uh, he mentioned the guy with the horns on his head. I'm sure some of you saw this. Uh, Joseph Lavelle, Lavelle commented on this and said said that there's something maybe more weird to this. Because uh, they tried to claim, this is Clyde made a good point because he said, he's like, well, these people tried to claim that this was a communist and it's like, if you go to this guy's Facebook page, he's actually a Trump supporter. So you see, the Trump supporters say they're communists. The communists say it's Trump supporters. And we just, one side wants insurrection, you know, the Insurrection Act. One side wants sedition charges and the 25th Amendment and hit lists. You know, it's just absolutely insane. But yeah, the guy, he had the, the Thor's hammer uh, tattooed on him, I think. And he had the horns. And I mean, it's like... This is what I don't get, like why on either side there's this reduction, and I'm guilty of it myself, there's this reduction of ad hominem attacks. It's like, oh, look at these Trump supporters. They've got Confederate flags, and they've got horns, and they think that they're Vikings. It's like, have you looked at, you know, like Biden supporters? Have you looked at those, if you can find one, have you looked at those people? They look like malnourished golems that just like crawl out of a basement and put on black uniforms and go out and like hit people and then run because they're afraid of retaliation. I mean, if I'm if I got to pick a side, I'm I'm going to stand with the guy with the horns, you know what I mean? Although, you know, people like that, they're probably just as pussified as the people that look like they're malnourished, people that dress like that and act like that. 
the the real people you got to be scared of are the rednecks there. <laughs> Joe Joe Roop called me yesterday too, and he's like, or, or maybe I called him, but he was he was like, dude, did you see all the rednecks there? And I was like, yeah, man, I saw the rednecks. I was like, if I'm there, I'm hanging out with the rednecks because they know what's going down. It's that guy in like the camo sweater, you know, who's got like a beard and he's not really doing anything. That's the guy who's going to mess you up. Okay, not the guy in the horns. All right, not the communist Antifa members. It's the guy who's just kind of standing back, minding his business, but he's there because he believes in what the cause is. That that's the kind of person that'll really mess you up, redneck or otherwise. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Like I'm not I'm not on the front lines. I I almost if I didn't have my son last night, I'd have driven to Washington. I really wanted to go to Washington, but I also thought you know if I went there, it would just it'd be an absolute nightmare to find a place to park, and I'd probably have to sleep in the car, and it's just a little bit too much, but. Yes, thank you, Joseph, for that email. Thank you, Harley, for the email. Uh, a bunch of other people messaged me. Uh, Derek Johnson messaged me the other day about homeland security and terrorism, and I thought it was Joe Biden said these were terrorists at the Capitol. Terrorists. It's like, at what point do we just like sit down and say, okay, how about we get a dictionary out, and how about we try to define what is sedition, what is insurrection, what is terrorism? Because under the U.S. Patriot Act, Section 802, a large number of decisions made by governors and mayors and city council and you know even people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, to coerce the public with fear into doing what they want them to do because otherwise they have no ability to get them to do those things except with force. They have to manipulate anybody you know in power has to do this. You have to manipulate and keep people afraid. Uh, that is an act of domestic terrorism under the Patriot Act, Section 802. And if you read uh, Title 18, U.S. Code Section 2384, Seditious Conspiracy, people are saying, we, we should try these Trump supporters under seditious conspiracy. And it's like, if you read it, what it says is those that are conspiring to overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the government of the United States. Well, just from those emails of Hunter Biden, it, it seems like the Biden family is guilty of seditious conspiracy. So it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And January 6th, yesterday, for those of you who did not know what was going down prior to what later broke in the news, uh, it, was a, it was a joint congressional session to count electoral votes. That's all that it was. And there were challenges made to Joe Biden's victory in six states, including Arizona. And while they were debating this then people stormed the capitol they evacuated the uh, the joint session of the congress and the senate and there were like 13 senators objecting and 100 house members and they were they were all objecting to the certification of joe biden through these electoral college votes from these six states and like i pulled up just a random article from the associated press and they always throw it in there they're like, these 13 senators and these 100 House members are citing Trump's repeated baseless charges of widespread fraud. Really? Well, if I, you know, kind of just, I, I don't know, think. Uh, Court-ordered audit concludes Dominion voting machines were intentionally designed to create systemic fraud in Michigan. Remember that came out in mid-December? Court-ordered forensic audit carried out by Allied Security Operations Group found that Dominion Systems in Antrim County, Michigan, recorded a shocking 68% error rate while tabulating votes. You get the whole report of that. I've got a copy of it. 
and there are just just one after another, after another, after another. Uh, some of you might remember that uh, Dominion Voting Systems, which operated machines in like 28 states, uh, they were under investigation. Uh, uh, I guess an investigation into SEC filings revealed that the firm that owns Dominion Voting Systems received $400 million from a Swiss bank with ties to the Chinese government less than a month before the election. That's kind of, you know, suspicious. So there's a lot of evidence. Um, And last night when my son was here, uh, Hope came over to hang out with us. And uh, some of you probably know Hope listening to the show. And uh, Hope was asking me, she's like, so what's, you know, what, what is your view? Like, what do you think is going on? And what do you think is going to happen? And she's like, was there really voter fraud like that? And, you know, it's like when she asked me that, I know that there's a lot of trust put in that question. And, you know, I had, to, when I first met her, I had to clarify, like, look, I'm not any of these things. I'm just observing. And she asked me that, and I was like, yeah, but I don't know how to, like, show it to you because there's, even if there was a tiny amount, it's like you, it's hard to find the evidence of this when you have hard evidence, but it's censored online. As soon as you find proof of something, you need to, like, get copies of it immediately. Like, I have the court-ordered audit from um, this security company that did the audit, Allied Security Operations Group. I have that the document for that. So I was like, you know, I, I'd have to sit down and show you. Like, we'd have to sit down. If you really wanted to see the fraud, we'd have to sit down and we'd have to look at it in detail because otherwise it's too much you know, to go through. And, and I gave her a few little pieces of information that I was aware of that I could remember off the top of my head, but I try not to focus too much. It's like, yeah, I know that there was election fraud and it's very clear there was election fraud for a number of reasons. And the hypocrisy about what's a riot and what's a protest and, you know, what's, what's a rally and all these definitions. I mean, this is, this is just psychological warfare. Like, this line from the USA Today really gets me. Thousands of rioters gathered at the National Mall. Rioters don't gather. Rioters riot. But it says thousands of rioters gathered at the National Mall to protest the election results. When does a riot begin and then a riot turns into a protest to protest? And then it says at a campaign-style rally about an hour before, the mob broke through police lines. So at a rally, there was a mob. But this mob were rioters that had gathered at the National Mall to protest, and the protest turned into a rally, which turned into a mob. Like, it's just, it's all wordplay. It's all magic. And that is one of the most ridiculous, one of the most ridiculous lines I've ever read in all my years of doing radio. I just think it's, it's, it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's preposterous. One side's like, get rid of the president, charge everybody with sedition. The other side's like, insurrection act, you know? And it's like, where's the perspective on any of this? Can we have a little bit of perspective? Can we step back? Like, 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 our, uh, like one of our listeners, Harley Price, said, he said, I don't know about you, but I find the, uh, the bigger issue in today's event to be the fact that those charged with guarding and securing the Congress and the Capitol building could not even manage to guard two freaking doors. Well, I mean, to, to be fair, th- there were, uh, I think, several um, people that had broken a window, so it wasn't just a door. And I'm sure you've seen that, Harley, but Harley asks this question. Uh, charged with guarding doors. Okay, so what, what did happen to the police lines? They just, they vanished, they disappeared. People 
they backed off? Did they were reports that they got, you know, information? They were told that they they were told to back down, or they were told that they lost the line, so to re- withdraw. Like I don't know. It's very suspicious. But what's what's not suspicious is the predictability uh, and the continued gaslighting of mainstream and other forms of media to call this terrorism and thuggery and insurrection and sedition and have months and years of buildings burning and statues being torn down and police departments being defunded and white people and black people and all kinds of people being attacked for not having certain views versus a group of people that get together to protest an election and to communicate to their government to prove a point this is what we want to happen we want this overturned because it was a fraud you know it doesn't doesn't mean the mob's right of course but they made a point and then they left and if it were antifa or blm they riot and protest until they're told to riot and protest and then you get the other side of the argument and they're like trump told them to go there it's like well if trump told them to go there to rally and to riot and to break windows why did he then put out a one minute video telling people to go home we don't need this kind of thing oh that's what he's trying to get it's like the people that supported this guy are just as delusional as the people who didn't support this guy everybody's trying to figure out what did trump really think and this is what's going on behind the scenes and this is what q said follow the plan how's that plan working out for you q supporters it doesn't seem to be working out very great well hold on ryan follow the plan this is all part of the plan you wait and see in two weeks trump will still be the president don't worry and then that doesn't happen well he's going to be the president behind the scenes and joe biden's illegitimate and they're going to the military's going to take orders from the true president you mean like obama who still is running a lot of uh, international political matters for the United States. He's not president. This whole thing's a giant joke. And it's not because of the Electoral College. It's not because of the Constitution. It's not because of the rule of law. It's not because of liberty. It's because liberty has shrugged. And you've given liberty a reason to shrug. Because it's like, if you can't recognize by this point that you already have a right, that you already have the power and that you have to protest or riot, you have to demand that people that don't have power, who you've then given power, need to then respect and respond to you. You've missed the whole point in this. And for those people who just, they, they love that word democracy, democracy is a mob. So all the people that wear the I voted stickers and they drive Priuses, all those people who think that they're caring about the environment and they, they don't like mean people, it's like, wait a minute, uh, you believe in mob rule. So here's some mob rule for you. And the mob says the election was illegitimate. And how dare you suggest that there's no such thing as illegitimacy in an election when you just bitched and complained and and you've got like liberal heads on rocket ships and memes shooting into space because they're so mad. People crying and slashing their wrists and having to go to... Remember they used to have the uh, the sessions where people would get together at the universities and they'd have therapy because trump won give me a break on both sides you're both nuts one side's just less nuts that's all that it is one that's the that's it one side is less nuts one side is like look this is what we think leave us alone the other side's like look this is what we think believe it or we're gonna attack you and it's like i'm not with the other side but i just don't want to be attacked so yeah i'm gonna go hang out with the side not attacking me and that's basically it all right that's how i feel I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere.
you could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. For all of you who supported the secret teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the ox, and the year of revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. It's like you're all working for the same guy. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Roop brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. 
Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can check out the network website, fringe.fm. Fringe.fm. Download the apps for your phone, iPhone, or Android device. They're free to download. You can also download and stream every one of our shows here on The Secret Teachings after it airs. You just go to the website and subscribe today to get access to all the shows, all the montages, all my digital books, and an autographed physical book of your choice sent to you for free. In the United States, the shipping is free. All for only $40. We're carrying over our end-of-the-year special into January. Last year, we did a Janus special. Uh, Janus is the Roman god of the East and West, seen in the past and into the future, and that's why we use the month of January as a month of Oracle, and we also use the Super Bowl as a time of Oracle for the coming year. We did that on Monday's show, 10 Years of Tribulation. We did that a little bit on Tuesday's show, A Needle in a Symbol Stack. Last night we did not have a show because it's hump day, it's Wednesday. I always have my son on Wednesday. My son Fox comes over and last night we had some time with Fox and uh, Hope and I got to have some dinner and we watched uh, watched a little Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I think it's one of the original episodes of Sunny in Philadelphia, like one of the first 10 episodes or something. Or maybe, well it had to have been when Danny DeVito came because I think he was there. Or maybe he wasn't. I don't remember. But I just one of my favorite scenes when the guy from Israel comes. And if you've ever seen Sunny in Philadelphia, it's a bunch of like degenerate sociopaths that own a bar in Philadelphia. And this guy comes and he buys this property next door to them. And he comes in there and he's like, uh, you, you know, I own half your bar because the way that the city was laid out, um, I own this part of the property. And I think Charlie, one of the characters, he was like, hey, man. You can't just come in here and steal our land. That's so un-American. And although that's like a very liberal joke, 
I thought it was funny because the guy's like, actually, I'm pretty sure that's how this country was founded to begin with. And although there's truth to that, <laughs> a, a lot of the colonists and a lot of the founding members of what would become the United States, I'm talking about like the original colonies, like 1600s, I mean, even before that, I mean, there were, the, the Templars were here hundreds of years before that. They they mated and married natives, and natives had um, deals like contracts and agreements with natives that or with with the people that came here, the natives had agreements with them, rather. So it wasn't like a bunch of white people came and started killing people. That's preposterous. Did people do that? Yeah. And basically what history is, history is kind of like if you go to Yelp and you want to see what a restaurant is rated, and it might be like a really great restaurant. You've heard all these great things, but it has four stars. And you, How does it have four stars? I've heard all these great things about it. I think this should be a five-star restaurant or something, right? And then you read the reviews, and it's like everybody had a great time, but five jerks didn't have a good time for some reason because they're uptight. And then they wrote these horrible reviews and gave them one star or something like that. And it's the people that scream the loudest that are heard. But yelling doesn't mean that you're right. It's the people who are violent who are often heard. But violence doesn't mean that you're right. It's the people who make the most noise who think that they're right. But making the most noise doesn't mean that you're right, but that's what gets good attention. That's what gets good ratings. And you can take some people who make a lot of noise and some people who break a lot of stuff, and you can say they're heroes. They're ripping down a horrible system. And from the point of view of an infiltrated media that parrots the rhetoric of foreign governments, in particular China I'm referring to, yes, it is a great thing to have one of your largest competitors in such turmoil. And you know that the Civil War in the United States in the 1860s was not a different situation politically and internationally than we have today. Even after the Declaration of Independence and during the American Revolution, which was sparked before the Declaration, there, were, there was fighting going on. But there were, you know, the French, which a lot of American historians, uh, not, maybe not the historians, but people that really like American history, tend to forget that the French were very instrumental in helping the United States that we know today to become the United States, helping the the individual states to become an independent series of colonies from the crown. The French were very instrumental in that. So hats off to the French. But when you think about what was happening, you know that the Russians actually sent troops and ships during the Civil War uh, to Lincoln. And the Russians were instrumental in, uh, at the time of the American Revolution, they assisted, probably more so during the Civil War. Uh, if you're interested in reading about that, you could read, uh, there's a book called West of the Revolution, where they, the author wrote a lot about what happened on the West Coast of the United States. And then Ralph Epperson's book uh, is really great. It's very concise and very a lot of information in there. And uh, so the point is, like, <laughs> the, found, the founding of this country 
whatever you want to call it, the founding of a country, of individual colonies that united into a country, however you want to look at it, uh, it wasn't founded because people were quiet or people were silent. And yes, the country was founded on treason and, you know, people that were traitors, but it was because of what they fought for, which is one of the reasons that a lot of historians argue that the British Empire was defeated to begin with were that a lot of the British soldiers, the British regulars, were people that were just, they, they were either homeless or they had committed crimes and the military was one of the last things that they could do to, to I guess you could say, socially, culturally, you know, save themselves and provide for themselves. So they went into the military. And when, you know, the British soldiers didn't fight as hard, the British hired, um, they hired German mercenaries who were brutal and ruthless uh, who came to uh, the colonies and fought the colonists. But they also didn't fight for anything but money. So there was that. There was a soul. There was a spirit. And the crown, you know, even to this day, people for some reason are upset uh, I remember like, a, like an, an, I think an Olympics, the Olympics like eight years ago or something, there was like a, a game. I think it was like a game I watched between like the U S and England or something. It was like a, a football match, a soccer match. And there were like people booing 1776. It's like, dude, you live in the 21st century. What are you complaining about? <laughs> it's just, it was, it was ridiculous. I never forget that. They were like booing 1776 or booing, you know, the American Revolution, like they had some grudge, like they participated in it or something, you know. Uh, but the, I guess my, my point is, though, I tend to ramble, I tend to rant. My point is the British and other countries sponsored, like they were sponsoring rebellion in, in, in the United States. And Lincoln wanted to prevent rebellion and even said that if he said, if I could free no slaves and save the Union, I would do it. Like, he did not care about freeing slaves. The Emancipation Proclamation wasn't issued until 1863, halfway through the war. It wasn't about freeing slaves. Slavery was an integral component, but there, so was economics uh, and tariffs that had been waged against the South and uh, economic warfare against the South. And basically, the North, which is always seen as this wonderful place where, you know, they didn't really believe in slavery as much, it was the North that had a lot of control in the South, forcing some of the, the southern plantation owners to, to, to basically work as slaves themselves and to drive the, slave, drive the slaves harder to produce more. And this was being done for big mega banks. And, and so you have countries that, were, you know, that had troops in, uh, in Canada and in Mexico uh, ready to divide uh, the United States once more, to, 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 to divide the, the United States and to create you know, individual empires that were, you know, whatever, British or whatever the, the, the case might have been. There were other countries interested, and it's like that today. Like, there are countries interested in dissolving this country as a powerful uh, economic uh, superpower. And that's what China has instrumentally worked to do. And there have been hundreds and hundreds of Chinese spies and people that have been arrested in laboratories and universities and, and, and even in Nancy Pelosi's office. You know, people are... Like, oh, my God, it's appalling. This guy put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. It's like, mm, I'm pretty sure Nancy Pelosi's husband is involved with Dominion voting systems, and I'm pretty sure she was, like, involved with a Chinese spy. So you're worried about some guy putting his feet up on her desk, but she's got, like, Chinese spies working in her office. 
You know, it's just, it's not even hypocritical. It's people that they cannot address reality for what it is because either of a combination of ego and arrogance or ego and arrogance and delusion. It doesn't matter if they're Republicans or they're Democrats or they're left or they're right. When you can think for yourself, you're everybody's enemy, except for those people who can think for themselves. And I've recognized, like, when I meet someone who can truly think for themselves, it doesn't matter what we think, per se, about anything. We usually come to a reasonable agreement that, well, we can converse and not fight with each other. And when I speak to anybody, I don't care if they're that supporter, this supporter, they believe this or that, I can't converse with them. And I can't, I can't, I still am having trouble finding a Trump supporter after four years who can explain to me why they like the guy. It's, a, it's easy to find people that don't like the guy, and they can't explain why they don't like him most of the time. And then when they do explain, well, I don't like his regulation, you know, lack of regulation for environmental things. And it's like, well, okay, I agree with you. And they're like, but, 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 but you, you don't, but you like, but you don't. It's like, I can think for myself, I don't have to support your cause. I just think for myself. And that is what's dangerous about all this. That's what's dangerous. Those of us who can think for ourselves, um, I wouldn't be arrogant enough to suggest that they are more patriotic. I don't necessarily like that word because it's been overused like terrorism. But the people that can think for themselves and realize, like, listen, you can believe what you want to believe. Just don't, don't vandalize my property. Don't steal stuff from me. Don't censor my speech. Don't tell me I can't defend myself. Don't tell me I can't congregate. Don't tell me I can't worship or choose not to worship whatever I want to do. Just leave me alone, okay? And I'll leave you alone. Like, the people that can do that, that's the team I want to be on, okay? I don't want to be on some team that's had, had that people with Trump, you know, Trump capes like Batman. I don't want to be on a team with malnourished people that live in their mom's basement and vote blue no matter who. I, I want to be on the team of liberty, I'd like to help Liberty support those that support her, you know? And, and when we don't support Liberty and we forget about Liberty and we go wandering off and breaking Starbucks windows and breaking Wachovia windows because we think, oh, we're getting back at the man. Meanwhile, you're being funded by the man and other groups that go out and just stand there like that Sandman guy and then people come up to their face and they beat drums and then the media says, well, they were white supremacists. It's like it's just absolutely, absolutely, the only word to define it is hysteria. That's what it is. It's hysteria. Hysteria. And no matter what happens, like you could have the Q plan. The Q plan could be followed, whatever the Q plan is, following the Q plan. And Trump could come out and do all the things that all the insiders said he was going to do. And he's like, tomorrow, Trump says, listen, we're putting these people in jail. And, and a lot of it I'd probably disagree with, and a lot of it I'd probably agree with. And, and whatever it was that this guy did in this hypothetical situation, you could probably, uh, you could probably uh, uh, prosecute him for, for violation of the law for whatever he's doing. And it would be the same in the, in the, uh, the opposite, which it has been for years. You want to invoke the 25th Amendment? The guy leaves in two weeks. Why would you want to invoke the 25th Amendment? you got people that are tearing down statues and killing people and breaking store windows and burning down black businesses and telling black police officers they can't have a job, and that's a mostly peaceful protest while the city burns behind you. And then people that go up to the Capitol with Gadsden flags and American flags and say, we want this overturned because it was fraudulent. 
and suddenly they're the thugs, they're the terrorists, they're, they're guilty of insurrection and sedition, and you want to try them for sedition? Title 18, U.S. Code, Section 2384, seditious conspiracy by definition. By definition, you could probably try Joe Biden under that. You could probably prosecute Joe Biden under that. You could prosecute the guy under the Patriot Act. You could prosecute any of these governors like Cuomo or that guy that looks like, like if I was in Hollywood and I was casting for the Antichrist, I'd cast the governor of California. Doesn't that guy look like he could play a really great Antichrist? It's true. It's just creepy. And speaking of the Antichrist, you know what yesterday was? A lot of people forgot what yesterday was. It's the day, well, no, who knows this except, you know, nerds like me, but yesterday was the day of Dionysian wine miracles. Right, Dionysus, Bacchus, Dionysus turned water into wine. Jesus did that. He also did that. Dionysus did this too. He's the god of wine. And the 6th of January is also known as the Feast of Epiphany or Theophany or Three Kings Day comes from the Greek epiphania, which means manifestation. It's a Christian holiday commemorating the first manifestation of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, represented by the Magi and the manifestation of his divinity as it occurred at his baptism in the Jordan River and at his final miracle at Cana in Galilee. It's one of the three principal and oldest festival days of the Christian church, along with Easter and Christmas. It's the day when God manifests on earth. On Monday's show, we talked about this in detail. We looked at how that Christmas star, Jupiter, Saturn, that alignment in the macrocosm really was a macrocosm of the microcosm that is the Great Reset, the alignment of the planets, the alignment of all nations and ideologies, the Great Reset. In the the twin summit in the month of January, the month of the twin-faced God, you saw those twin faces at the Seattle Space Needle we talked about on Tuesday as well with that pink injection from the needle. It's a very weird uh, laser light show. So 10 years it took the Magi to get there. So 10 years is when the Great Reset's finished. 10 years is Agenda 2030. 10 years is the Earth ending from climate change. 10 years is Google's hive mind. 10 horns of the beast. Each year is another horn. I think something else was born yesterday. I don't think it was revolution. I think what was born yesterday was the beast. I think the beast is like that beast from Beauty and the Beast. I think that beast is in all of us. I think it's a monster that we've all created and that we've allowed to form. And this monster is nipping and now biting, thrashing and tearing at the feet and the skirt of Lady Liberty. And the question is, how much longer can Lady Liberty hold up liberty for all of us before it vanishes into a dark abyss as the empire rises all over the globe? And who might be the saviors? Would it be extraterrestrials? Got 180 days to release that UFO information through the intelligence agencies and the CIA. 
And that movie Captive State, the aliens were in charge also for 10 years and then humans rebelled against it. What exactly is going to happen? That's the big question. I don't think revolution was born yesterday. I think the beast was born yesterday. I don't. That doesn't mean Joe Biden's the beast or Kamala Harris. It, it just means the beast was born. The beast system. It was born yesterday. And in 10 years, as we wander like the Magi through the desert following the star, we follow the clues. What happens in 10 years? We'll see a mature beast. And as Revelation 13 says, despite the fact that the world knows it's a fraud and knows that it's wrong, they'll go along with it. And the red dragon will give authority to the beast. And that's what I think was born during the Feast of Epiphany yesterday. That's what I think was born in Washington. And no line from any movie could be any more accurate or any more powerful than that one line from Star Wars. That I, I love that line so much. When Palpatine is talking about how they're going to dissolve the Republic. Remember, they're going to dissolve the Republic. And they're going to enable the first galactic empire. That line, so this is how liberty dies. The thunderous applause. And while not everybody's applauding, some people are applauding because they think they won like it's a game, right? It's all a big game. That's what really matters. It's about who wins the game. That's what they want. The blue team won. It's like Halo, red team or blue team. Which team are you on, guys? Red team or blue team? You on the red team? You on the blue team? Which team are you on? Meanwhile, there are a lot of us that sit back and we just hear this. We think that it's all over. I don't think it's all over. I think things will continue the way they are and get worse in some ways and it'll be an incremental process to the rise of that empire. But I don't know. Here's that line. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Thunderous applause, thunderous protests, and then you have to debate who's right, who's wrong. You know what this is about? It's about creating so much confusion, so much uncertainty, that everybody breaks to the will of the emperor. That's all that he wants, is power. We're giving these people power every time... We are distracted from the cause of liberty. We know how predictable it is. We know the gaslighting. We know how every event's going to be used against those of us who are neutral and who just want to be left alone, want others to be left alone, and we respect, respect the rule of law. That's all that we're asking is just a little bit of support for Lady Liberty. A little bit of support. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. $40 gets you a one-year subscription, the montages, the digital books, and a free copy of one of my books, physical, autographed, shipped free in the United States. Check it out at thesecretteachings.info. Use the PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can use that email to contact us as well if you have any questions or comments. Thank you all so much for listening. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday. After lighting the void with Joe Root. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.